0: all right um i i just got stumped a little bit because you know usually i i like to jump right i, I like to jump right into it and like well, while we were setting up everything i kind of forgot what i wanted to start with you know oh really yeah because usually uh, I write shit down because I get a little nervous for the get like i i i'm always nervous about like um oh, I'm, I'm gonna run, run out of stuff to talk about and like shit i't run i write shit down for this time
1: oh okay I mean
0: does that happen to you a lot <laughs> well yeah it's cause, <laughs> that's why like uh i like uh that's what I struggle with when I do stand up most of the time is, like just uh, fi- coming coming up with something on the spot, or not coming up with some, or like some uh, like you know, you know, let like you forget like some of your act, but you there's always like some you could go to. Uh huh. Yeah. And like usually, uh, there's like you know some some subjects that you like like jump right into, and that's when you um, you know, oh man, this is gonna be a shitty episode. I could feel it.
1: Man, you can't come in with those expectations, dog.
0: <laughs> I have high, ex- I have high expectations. I, man, life.
1: that makes me feel great as uh, the guest. It's like, oh yeah, I don't want to do this, and this is gonna go bad. So, <laughs>
0: no, I, I think it's my fault because uh, I knew I would. I had some in mind. I had some in mind that I was gonna like, like like that we could go right in and talk about and It's automatically interesting, Bro, but me, I, I forgot the
1: it. Idea of the podcast, like, well, what do you usually do on here? Do You talk about comedy. Do you talk about life? Like what, what, do, what do you do?
0: Well, usually I invite anyone, uh, but most it's mostly comics I have on here.
1: Okay. And like, uh, uh, are you trying to learn something from them or are you just like trying to get their life experiences?
0: I'm trying to learn. some. yeah, I'm trying to learn. Um, Cause uh, I I have a lot of you know people, I barely uh, have any Houston people on here, and I have a lot of people uh, from LA. I think last episode I had a dude from Toronto, and they Ooh. and they've been like up and down. They've been everywhere. Like dude uh, Pete Johansson I had I had on last time, and you oh, know okay. he's been on Comedy, Comedy Central. He's been he's gone to the winnipeg comedy festival he's done just for last and it's like you know
1: well i'm gonna tell you right now i am no pete johansson
0: Hmm. (laughs) you you, like you, like you ever you ever heard of him or listened to him before
1: no i have not (laughs) i like i try to
0: keep myself in
1: tune with like a lot of comedy nowadays like uh the stuff that i've been watching right now the most is like new york comedians like joe liz Sam samarill mark norman uh, guys like them, uh, and because I, I like that style of comedy more than I do LA comedy. Because from what I've seen, LA comedy is like a lot of act outs and stuff like that. But in New York, they carry or they work on the jokes the most. The jokes it's are more, the most important thing,
0: yeah. It's more pure stand up, like you, you, yeah. Like from LA, like one thing I uh, uh, I have a lot of LA people on, and like mo- most of them, you know, they try to be actors at the same time while being stand-up, doing stand-up. Yeah. And, like, you know, it's always someone trying to get their own show. It's always someone trying. And, like, in New York, then it's strictly stand-up. Like, that's the place where, you know, they they produce, like, Cherry Seinfeld. uh, All those people that, that, that just, like, strictly focus on stand-up.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. So, uh, me being from Houston, we don't really have, like, TV over here and we can't do acting gigs or whatever so that we just work on the stand up the most. So that's why I feel like cuz I used to work at a comedy club, right? And when I saw the LA comics come into Houston and do their 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 material, their set, sometimes it wouldn't go well, but every time the New York comics came in, they would always do well. Because Houston is a tough city to do comedy in.
0: Yeah. It's a um... Another thing, like, is we 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 have no Hollywood. I like nobody shoots movies here in Houston. There's no like s- studios or nothing like that. Uh Only thing I kind, well, what, what do we got? Like the space space center in Houston and that bridge that says "Be somebody." That's about it. That's all people come for.
1: Oh yeah, be like, somebody, but don't do it here. <laughs>
0: They probably they probably think we're like some some uh, super liberal, woke, uh, uh, inspirational people. And they see that thing coming. They they see that thing while they're going into downtown.
1: Oh, my God, Gerald. Look, that's so inspiring. Like, oh, my God.
0: We're going to fit in nicely. We're going to fit in nicely here. and (laughs) (laughs) And, And it's weird because, you know, in in New York, you think they'd have some, you know, like this. You know, in New York, there's like Saturday Night Live. You think like people who like like people like, you know, how you say they act in L.A., they would Mm -hmm. act on New York if that's what they want.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, but also you have to think about like, who are you doing comedy in front of? Because like if you're talking about New York specifically, not everybody in New York is from there. There are a lot of transplant. People usually move to New York to do something. Just like in Houston. Most of the people here move to Houston to work, like in oil and gas, uh, like you said, aerospace and like shipping and stuff like that. So you get a mix of different cultures everywhere here and in New York In L.A. I'm pretty sure you have that, but they're there for a specific reason, and that's to get on TV.
0: Yeah. And I I think I I, I try to think about moving to New York uh, or, or visiting. But like to be honest with you, man, I don't think I could be there and handle the people and not slap the shit out of somebody, like for real. Oh,
1: yeah, you're gonna get into fights. Somebody's gonna make you mad for sure because they're they're not from from the people that I've met. Like they're very blunt. They'll tell you exactly what they're
0: thinking. That shoulder that you walk for whatever it is, you're walking down the street. Mm-hmm. Someone shoulder bumps you. I can't take that, man. Hey, why, I'm walking in. That's why like in the past year of my life, um, ever since I moved out, or was and was uh building and it was building up to it while I was still living at home, I think uh I was starting to become a little more hostile towards people. Uh and it's since like gone way, way up since I started. Wait, what do you mean stand? by
1: hostile?
0: It's like, you know how we have that superstition, like Latinos have that superstition called el ojo, the eye.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, something that like they, they give you a nasty look. It cripples cripples your soul or some shit. Um, Like, I'm not a superstitious person, but like uh, recently I started believing that like whether I was working, I was, well, whether I was working or whether I was like, you know, uh, on the street. And like, if somebody gives me, just looks at me with no intention of talking to me, or no, it, it, like if you're not somebody I know, or you're not someone trying to talk to me, like don't don't look at me. But they, but like you're passing by, or or people coming to your job and they give you that dirty look, and like the I I like more recently that that's been really bothering me, and I was like, this is like this these people have thirty seconds to look away from me, or else I'm gonna lose it. Like the, like I stopped being so you know, I was always uh oh, you gotta sister. let this shit go. <laughs> Like I was always Mister Mister Nice Guy, growing up, and and the reason it really went up during stand when when I started doing stand up is because I'm getting less and less you know I'm still not there but I'm getting less and less uh, you know fearful of confrontation.
1: <laughs> just a, like a year from two from now, you're just gonna be like, okay, no more Mister Nice Guy, like it's just it's just yelling at people. <laughs> <laughs> now it's like I, I understand that. Like I was, I was a bad kid growing up, and but I was also nice too. Like I would, I was the type of guy that I was there before we robbed the liquor store, right? I was there for the idea of it, but I never went through with the other guys to go to the liquor store and rob it. I would, I would yeah. always hang around with like gang members, like Bloods, Crips, and Cholos, and stuff like that. And I would get into stupid shit. I would skip school. I would smoke weed, and just, just you did just... the,
0: you did the, you put, you made the planning. Hey, hey, we gotta go, we gotta go visit Joe. He got the blueprint for for this. I would not even. I
1: listen. would just be there listening, going like, "Damn, they sound like they're about to have fun." Sucks that I gotta go home right now. You know that type of Bro, shit.
0: You probably you probably hung up so much. You already know how to do the job. You just don't don't do it. Yeah, That's yeah, like, yeah. I was oh, you like, need... so close to it,
1: but like, I was you... hanger on. But like what I'm trying to say is, like, with uh, with you being really nice and stuff like that, and you're trying to, like, express yourself, uh, being angry is not the only way. Like you said, you're doing stand-up. So being funny is another way to express yourself. And you can use that in a positive way instead of just being angry at people. Because I used to be angry all the time, and it's just not good.
0: Well, I'm angry for a day. Di- like, the reason I'm growing more mad at people In general, is because this
1: turned into a therapy session instead of like a podcast now.
0: (laughs) Ah, Oh, yeah. Like, you guys.
1: Tell me your problems, ZA. I feel like
0: slapping the shit out of everyone that looks at me funny, man. I'm getting mad (laughs) by the day. It won't stop. (laughs) But, like, the word. I was was like, Where it usually comes from, man, is because, like, ever since I was doing stand up, it, it taught me. Uh, I was always, since a little kid, I was always afraid of people more than I should have been. And, like, now that I'm out the house, and I was like, what makes me mad is like, no, no, no
1: Z, you, you should be afraid, you should be very afraid of people, okay? Just say, no no, 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 be xenophobic.
0: <laughs> Let me tell you about these foreigners coming in. <laughs> i mean like no like interactive not like i'm not i'm not saying i'm I'm gonna see a bunch of gangbangers and talk shit to them not that's not what i'm saying it's like hey you with the high socks and the and the pistol around your waist would you say Uh, (laughs) no like what i'm saying is like like you know let's say like talking to girls or like uh be a Seeing a friend group and 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 sparking conversation, like I'm not, I'm more I was always like very afraid, because I was and that's why I was always so awkward, and like you know I was a loser all, all through high school, and like I felt like I, as though I should have embraced it, you know, more. And I think hey, I would. Been...
1: You're a loser now, you know that. Embrace. It. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I am, bro. I I mean it, like because I had like what. Like you, this past Sunday, you know, um there was like these uh, these bunch of kids that that went into the uh, in, in, into Liberty Station, and I was like, you know, this is a friend group, and it immediately bothered me because I know exactly, you know, like these fuck, these motherfuckers aren't con- kind like, and like oh, they what?
1: they got a friend? they hang out, fucking assholes,
0: <laughs> fuck, they gotta socialize around me for. Fucking kids, <laughs> they were probably they were probably my age. I was gonna call them whippersnappers if I went say, They got they left before I did. I was about to go in on them, like, yeah. like you know what? I Like I told you, like, hey man, I counted six dudes and two girls. Can I imagine how this evening is gonna end?
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> some dudes fucking another dude. That's how that's gonna end.
0: <laughs> it's like they split. They split in trains.
1: All right Bob, you and Greg just going to that room.
0: <laughs> no 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 no. No, why do I got to be on this team, man? I got <laughs> You know, like you Is know when really you play p- You know when you play pick up basketball and mo- and like you spend more time arguing about uh, who was on whose team and and instead, instead of actually playing. No 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 no. Why why you two got to be nah. One of you got to be on this group. We'll send you the deal with the little with the little dick.
1: Uh, right. that would be a good metaphor for how being gay is like you just keep arguing with what team you're on the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> keep arguing but with yeah. yourself.
0: And I felt bad cuz like like this Sunday I took a instead of taking out my frustration on them I took it out on some uh on some black lady that was in the audience which so you can't you can't
1: hate fuck the audience. You can't do that cuz like I have not yeah, hating- you remember At the end of the day, these people come here to have a good time, and sure, they're listening, they're there, and you can say whatever you want, but you can't do it in a disrespectful manner. Them coming back, you want them listening, you want them to like you, you know?
0: Not really. (laughs) Because uh, I get the impression, bro.
1: It's going to be a long time since until you make it, kid, if you keep thinking like that.
0: I'm going to tell like, you, bro, because... At,
1: at the end of the day, what are you trying to do? You're just trying to tell your jokes and be, make people laugh, right?
0: But at, like at, but what what I realized, bro, is that at the end of the day, like I don't, I don't have my material, basically. Uh, you are my material. That, and what bugged me is that um, it was going to be like one simple... One simple crack at it, you know, I was gonna move on, but then, you know, I say, but then, like, I, I feel, I felt what I felt, like that lady didn't really want to be there, and then it just made me, you know, that that anger started coming, like, like one thing I noticed, like when you read the audience, is that, uh, sometimes, especially at an open mic, the audience is not a, a, authent- authentically there. You oh, know? buddy,
1: you're gonna. Gonna, you see that everywhere. Like, Houston is a hard city to do comedy in. And I'm telling you right now, like, this is, I've heard this from a lot of people. Because of the fact that we get so many transplants, most people don't want to be here. Most people are here just for work. They've had a long day. They're tired. They're angry. They got a lot of, like, assignments that they have to do. They have a lot of projects and stuff. They're not thinking, like, oh, let me go to this comedy club and, like, have a great time. They're like, ah, let me go here and have a drink and then see what else is happening. Right? So yeah. the moment you get on stage, they're already with their life, their attitude, everything that's going on with them and they're watching you and it feels like they're going, "Oh, you're funny. Tell me a joke. Huh. That was okay. Tell me another one." And it just keeps going like that for 5 minutes. Yeah. So you have to you have to take yourself out of that situation. You have to remember it's to make them laugh, but also I I have my own life and they have their own life. And I can't put that against them
0: for sure but um like i want to ask you what do you think What what's tougher you think open mics are might be tougher than than doing sh- like when you're booked for a show
1: what no open mics are hella tough like
0: okay i t- no but is that tougher than 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 doing a show that you're that you're booked for? what do you, what, what do you mean tougher
1: than doing a show
0: is it like harder to make like uh uh people who show up to an open mic laugh than it is to like, you know, people who buy tickets to see you laugh to to well, see? Well, often
1: you? than not, yeah, because when you go to a show, but people go to a show, they expect to laugh. They're expecting a good show. Like the open mic is just for practice. So yeah, open mics are way harder because of the fact that you have to work to get that laugh. Like specifically, my place, Liberty Station, that you guys are lucky all the open mics that go there are very lucky because that room is already set up for comedy. It's small, it's intimate, everything's together. There's a, there's dark, there's a spotlight, there's a microphone, there's a speaker, everything is there for comedy. There's a stage, you know, like if you go to other places, they don't have, they make their own corner for comedy and then you're bombarding people with your jokes. Like if they're at the bar or something, then they're your only audience members. you got to talk to them to try to see if you can get their attention and make them laugh. Like Darwin's Darwin's has always been one of the hardest rooms for me because of the fact that most of the people that go there just go to the drink and comedy is
0: besides that. It's something on the side. You're right there next to the bar. I went there for the first time the other last week. And like, you're right next to the, because like, like red yards the bar is there then there's a like a little wall dividing them then then like there's like a seated area and then there's this, like those are p- the people look watching the uh, looking at the stage uh darwin's is just like a a box in front of the entire bar you know it's like the bar's right here there's like one couch right in front of you and then it's just like seats basically you're interrupting people's dinner it feels like
1: well, I uh, run my own show at Rudyard's now, and I know what you're talking about. That room was is built for set up. It's set up for comedy. And it's funny that we're talking about that because that was the first ever room I did stand up in. In 2017. Yeah. Yeah. Like I started at Rudyard's. And like the room wasn't that way before. They uh, rebuilt the stage and everything because like before mm. they rebuilt it, I was bombing there all the time. I couldn't I couldn't figure out that room. But the moment they changed everything and the first time I went back, I did great. And that whole idea of me not being able to do good in that room just went away from my head. I think it was mostly mental because I have had good sets there before, but like
0: more often than not, they were bad. Yeah, I haven't I haven't done good at Red Yards either. I think I've been there like a handful of times.
1: The first time you do good there, you're going to you're going to be really happy because you're going to be like, damn, (laughs) I can't believe I did that.
0: That's a funny looking stage though. Your feet is cut off. There's like a let, like a little mm-hmm. border there. I just used to don't like
1: that, but yeah.
0: I don't know, like, you know, I was like I always want to um, basically what I what I well like well, while I'm trying to work on is, basically I'm not a uh, I can't do stand up yet, you know. I'm just a funny motherfucker and like, you know, the 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 shit I the, the time where I could, like be a funny motherfucker on stage is like, that's when I, when I could do good. I'm like, you know, I, I, told you about this, you know, I need to get that, you know, that, that, that wheel spinning, uh, anything like, like I could be funny, like, you know, I'm like that funny coworker. I mean, I could be that funny guy on, on the streets. I could be the, I give be the life of the party at that, at a family reu- reunion. But like, when it comes to like, when, you know, when I hit the stage and I have a microphone in my head and it's all me, I need to, I need to become a stand-up And like, that's what I can't do yet.
1: I mean, it's everybody's different. Everybody has their own thing. It's like uh, when I first started out, I was terrible. Like people used to tell me I should quit and that I shouldn't be doing comedy. That I'll never be funny. This like a whole bunch of things, but I didn't care because comedy is the only thing I've always wanted to do. I was really focused on it. And I just kept reading books on it, uh, trying to figure out joke structure, trying to figure out like how can I tags and turn do different things on stage and just try things out. And it took me a minute. It took me like two years to figure out my stage presence. And then after that, it took me another year to figure out how to write a joke. So the the one thing that I've realized is like not a lot of, most of the people that are at open mics aren't really there to do comedy uh, professionally or full time. Some people just do it as a hobby, which is cool. I think it's, that's awesome because it helps you with social skills. It helps you uh, with presentation. It helps you with uh, trying to talk to people. It helps you with like social skills and stuff like that. So there is a purpose for standup comedy, even if you're not doing it full time.
0: Yeah. I mean, like the, I've always wanted to like, like growing up, I always watched people do, uh, do you know? I will, I would watch, you know, kings of comedy, you know, I would watch like George Lopez and all that. Then, like as I got older, I would watch more people, and like there's some, like some humbleness to it, to, to it because I look, I watch it in like, you know, it, it, like people who who generally you see and who are like horrible at it, and you don't see it getting any better. Are like people who see, who watch. Watch stand up is like i could do that i could do that like you know it shouldn't be too hard but like i always watched it i always watched stand up like as it was you know you know i could you know i've i've i can be funny but i i am not I'm not sure i could do that you know but i mean like i want to do that
1: the one thing that i've heard like i was watching a lot of podcasts before i started comedy is once you start don't stop. That's a, that's it. That's that's the whole thing. Once you start, don't stop. Just keep doing it every week. Or if you need a break, take a break, but don't completely stop doing stand up because you are going to get better. Your writing's going to get better. Your performance is going to get better. Like everything's going to get better as long as you keep doing it and working on it.
0: Yeah. man, matter of fact, I got a show tonight or if by the time you all watch this last night, uh and like, you know, it's been it's been hard because I live in the small town, and I always have to drive like a fucking hour to to make a show that I uh, that you know for some to do something you're not getting paid for it, it, it's it's a fight, man. That's
1: how it is at the start. You're not gonna get paid for anything. You're doing mostly guest spots. You're doing things for free, and you it's basically think of it as like a job interview. A guest spot is a job interview. If you kill it, you get a chance to be on the team and do another spot with more time next time. But if you don't, then you're just like, all right, well, thanks anyways, thanks for coming, see you later.
0: You ever try to find yourself on stage and try to challenge yourself by by doing something different to see just if you can do it? Every time,
1: like I used to be really scared when I was on stage, so I would do the same set over and over and over again with the same tone of voice and not really changing anything. But now that I've been doing it for a while, I've been getting really bored on stage. So before I get on, I think about, like, what I want to do differently. Like, if I want to do a different tag or a different punchline or if I want to say a joke a different way. Like, there's many things you can do. I try to do at least one new joke every time I'm at a show. And in in open mics, I try to uh, focus on, like, a long bit and see what I can change and add and all that.
0: Because um, I forgot what I was going to say. But, like, oh, yeah, because, like, what I what I try to do is because One time I realized because I was doing like fairly well at at open mics. But then I realized like, man, I'm just talking about the same subject. Like, uh, I'm just talking about sex. I was like, like I don't want to keep doing this. And like, I want to just be like a one one dimensional. I want to like talk about like, like other stuff.
1: Maybe still, you're of course, you're going to talk about sex. It's the first thing new comics talk about. Well, yeah, but like, don't think, about it. don't think about it as, oh, I'm doing, I'm, I've already done this before. It's like, okay, cool. Keep working on it and make sure you perfect it so that way you can get a hot five.
0: Well, yeah, that's what I'm doing because uh, I don't want to just like waste my whole five minutes on one subject. I was like, you know, then I divide it up, you know, maybe I could do that, you know, that blonde pussy hair joke. Then add, you know, so, some, some racial, ra- racial joke like I like I used to, like I like to do or some like you know deadpan uh
1: I mean the bad. one thing I would say is like if you want to do race stuff you have to make sure you say it the right way because depending on how you present it some people can be offended
0: Oh yeah but um I'm not usually when I want when to talk about race you know it's, it's about my mom you know, my, my own insecurities and myself. So basically when I, like I talk about, you know, like how I'm half Mexican, half Salvadoran, all Latino. But like, if I told you, if I was half Italian and half Greek, you wouldn't, you know, challenge that, you know? So if what I, would I like
1: right now is like, I'm half Mexican and half Salvadorian. So I'm always having an internal struggle with myself.
0: It's <laughs> like, Oh no, man. Like you could cut tortillas this way. Or like fold it in half, put some cheese in it. Or you could just cut it open and put some cheese in there. Like and maybe add some, 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 some meat. I don't know, man. I'm conflicted. I'm trans. Uh, <laughs> I'm transnational. <laughs> transnational. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, that was for me. That was for me you gotta make yourself laugh at times <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay i'll give you that yeah i do that all the time i do dumb jokes that i think are funny like i like i like smart jokes i like well thought out intelligent jokes but I also like really dumb shit like stupid shit I mean, It makes me laugh so hard because i feel like you need that uh, balance of something like really smart, but then I'm like, okay, let me look at some dumb shit just to, like, take me back to reality.
0: Yeah, like, I tripped over my dick the other day, and you know what that's like, right? Yeah, I I pulled that shit for the first time this past Sunday, man. Like, I was surprised it worked. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you ever have like someone and like you ever have a, have a joke and like you're doing stand, you try to play it out in your head many ways and like you feel like it's going to work Then it's like you you try it on stage and it's like it's such a bummer man that like because it just it did it like it didn't work like like you always met like you always thought uh, it would.
1: the one thing that i like to do sometimes is like i like to say something like really weird or obscure and i look at the, uh, one audience room i'm like this guy knows what i'm talking about and
0: it's usually the guy going like, mm-mm. <laughs> yeah, that's,
1: a, that, like, that's something that makes me laugh, though.
0: That's such a cliche, bro. And like, when, That's what I'm like, saying. I'm, it's,
1: it's funny because it's hacked to me. It's uh, like, it's a meta thing.
0: I know, but like, like... Like, we're all different, bro, but like, well, well, one thing that that I like to do is, uh, even if I'm not going to be funny, I at least want to do something that's memorable. Like... I don't, I don't want to, if I'm not the best comedian, you're going to like, remember me somehow. That's, that's my mindset like, whether it be a joke or whether it be like a, how I behave was like, you, I just want to make sure that I, I stick into your head far enough that, that you remember me. I was like, and like, I, I don't go like, you know, I heard Joey Diaz say, like, I don't go to the store to be, to, to be funny. I go to the store to be remembered. Like that's that's like how I approach it every time I hit, uh, hit the stage.
1: F, I agree, but to a certain extent, because the fact of the matter is people have short attention spans and they don't remember everything about your set. So the one thing I've heard is you're always as good as your last joke. So Meaning if your last joke kills, people are going to remember that. They're not going to remember the joke. They're just going to remember the feeling that they had when you said that joke, and then afterwards they'll come up. And they're like, "Great set, man! da that da, da that." But
0: yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, not remember the whole set, but like, remember some. I was like, if they like see me one time, and then like a let's say like a month or two later, they they see me at the say Like, oh, that's that motherfucker. You know, that's that's basically what I'm talking about.
1: I mean, I've had people repeat my jokes to me after listening to me. So yeah, I, I kind of get that.
0: <laughs> you're yeah, like and I, what bothers me is like when you when you're at a show and like they're not laughing like the audience I, I and I've seen this before like they're not laughing they but they still think it's funny that they're they're sitting with their friends and they're repeating the joke that that, that was just told to their friends while while smirking cuz they found, like found it funny and like that's like and that really, like, I saw that happen next to me while I was waiting to go up. I was like, like, you you slick bastard. Like, <laughs> I'm getting mad again. Hold on. Uh... <laughs> but, yeah.
1: <laughs> okay, Bruce Banner, calm down.
0: <laughs> Bro, the audience just bothers me, man. <laughs> I fucking hate the audience. I want to love them. I want to have a career, man. But I fucking you hate want them the audience.
1: You. you want them to love you, man. I want
0: them to love you. Let, like Let it out, GA.
1: Let it out. Come on. This is therapy session the... with Joe. I want
0: them to love me like my father loved me. Like they, they don't <laughs> And there we have it.
1: <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> a breakthrough. <laughs> Please don't cry.
0: <laughs> oh, fuck. I'm going to cry of laughter. That's what...
1: Oh, man. You know, yeah, I, like, I like moments like these. these, these moments you ever. Are...
0: You ever, uh feel like you're getting too too like too um too confident that it feels like arrogance at some point
1: all the time but that's just part of being a human being and also being Mexican I'm prideful <laughs> yeah well,
0: because like I want to be careful of that because I want to have some humility to to be great because there ain't nothing more ain't nothing more annoying than when you see like a guy doing doing his, doing doing his thing up on stage. And he's fucking terrible. Is he's doing terrible? And it's not in, that he's bad.
1: He's thinking, "Oh, I'm doing great right now. They're loving this."
0: Yeah, I'm the I'm the man. I'm the funniest I'm guy. The- I'm the funniest motherfucker in the city. Like, yeah. but I try to I try to like really steer away from that because I'm watching SNL and I'm like, I could be the funniest motherfucker on that show. And I was like, oh fuck, you gotta shut the fuck up. Sometimes like I'm, nah, I'm talking not talking to myself. It's way too
1: difficult. You, if you think stand up is hard, fucking improv is
0: hard it's very difficult <laughs> i go into i go into an improv school saying like well, I, I can do this shit
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I uh went to an improv class one time this was when i first started stand-up like before i started stand-up i was thinking maybe i should do improv or stand-up comedy so signed up from an improv class and the teacher was telling us all these like games and stuff and then it was my turn on this this one game where you just the yes and thing, right? So you say something, the other person's like adds to it and stuff like that. I've never done improv before and I wasn't good at yes and. So I'm just up there and I'm just talking shit and I'm just making these people laugh. And the freaking the, the teacher was like, no, no, no. All wrong. All wrong. Just get off. To, telling that to me. And I, I felt kind of bad. Right. And then afterwards, there was this show that they had and the students who did the the class were able to perform on the show. And he comes up to me and he's like, just stand back. Just stand back when the show's going on. You're fine. And I was like, you know what? I'm doing stand up now. Fuck him.
0: <laughs> uh, that's just saying. Same happened to me, but I was in sixth grade. I took like some theater arts class. And like, I fucking hated the teacher, bro. Because and I was always a weirdo kid, man. Like, no, like no, nobody fucked with me. Everyone always picked on me. The teacher never did. And, like, the teacher even messed with me, man. Like, like you said, chill. Yeah. And I think that's why I never... I, maybe if, like, if it all went smoothly, I'd be, like, a total... Some, some, I'd be some, like, L.A. actor, comedian, or some shit. But... That's just arrogance right there. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, the difference between, like, improv, improv and stand-up, bro, is, like... You can't like there's no way you can make it from the street doing improv and, and make it somewhere like you can start like, but you can make it like anywhere doing stand up and, and, and still still work your way up.
1: Uh, to a certain extent, I see your point, but like if, uh, in any art form or anything, you can start from the bottom and work your way up as long as you're very talented. Now, like, there's a difference between there's two types of people that I see in now, specifically in stand-up. Those who come in this thing already talented, like naturally talented, that are really funny, and then those who work really hard at it. Now, I wasn't the one that was naturally talented. I had to work at it. Now, that's that's my talent in and of itself is that I can outwork anybody, and I've done that many times. But it's hard because i'm writing every day i'm trying to craft a new joke i'm trying to add a punchline add a tag and stuff like that it's very tiring but that
0: like but you really like these stories there's no story of a dude who like you know uh i never took an improv class i just uh I just did some shows with a homeless man in the street. That's how there's I got been That's how many I made stories
1: it. I've heard. It's like, I've never done stand up before, but my first time I killed. I've heard that before.
0: Yeah, but like that's stand up. But like, like you know, there's no actor like I did shows with a homeless man in front of, in front of, in, in, in downtown Chicago or some shit. And that's how I made it on Broadway or that's how I won this Oscar or whatever. Like, you don't, stand up is like, you know, you gotta, there's people who started stand up in prison. But There's you, people who, who start, start stand-up
1: and then become homeless, okay? I'll tell you. <laughs> that's
0: probably well, That's probably the guy I did the show with. <laughs> yeah, well, you, that happened to me.
1: <laughs> I was homeless for a minute, but that was my fault. Like, I uh, stand-up does not pay when you first start out. And I had to realize that I had to get a 9-to-5. I had to start working. Like,
0: it was bad. Like, don't you think it's strange that, like, it's harder to, like, make it today okay. as a, like, you can, as a, as a young guy. It's harder to make it
1: in Houston's uh, purely on stand-up. Like, that's why people move. They go to L.A., they go to New York, uh, Austin now, because you're certain cities, you just, you'll never be able to make it. This is, I'm in Houston because I'm trying to hone my skills. I'm trying to be really good at stand-up, and I'm working on my jokes and my crafts and stuff. Once I think I'm ready, I'm moving, either to New York or Austin, L.A., Seattle, wherever. But I'm going to try to, like, see if I can make this thing happen. Right now, I'm just here trying to learn my shit.
0: You yeah, ever, like, to we better. just want go to go to New York or L.A. just to, like, do, st- like, for a week and just to do yeah. stand-up there somewhere?
1: I'm, I'm I'm planning on going to New York for a week for sure because I want to go try it out and check, it, check all the, the scene and the people.
0: But the thing is, bro, like... Like that shit is scary because I'm thought I've thought about moving, moving some places. And like, like I was like, New York, no, LA, no. Like I hate it all for like different reasons. I don't want to go anywhere.
1: I but mean, like, I, what I suggest is you move to Houston since you're living so far. Why don't you move closer inside the city? So that way you can get to all the mics and all this, the shows and stuff, because that's what I did.
0: Yeah. that Like, that's what I'm thinking about doing though. But, like, I don't think it's like Houston, Houston's the problem. I think it's just that city life in general that that, that just frightens me. Everything makes me angry. Everything (laughs) makes me angry. (laughs) I am not in the mood to be hearing this traffic all day, man. I am not my father. (laughs) Every time I come in this goddamn house, everything's dirty, man. The dishes ain't done. I live by myself, man. Why am I such a lazy bastard? Lazy fuck. Oh yeah, he is.
1: Damn. Okay. Yeah, you need to work on that shit. <laughs> my dad, my dad was angry as fuck growing up. Like he would always yell and shit. So I, I kind of get that.
0: Yeah, maybe he's probably the reason I started doing stand-up. You tell me like I'm not good at anything in my life. Now I'm finally finding some find something I want to be doing and I could be good at. And like like fuck. fuck Man,
1: you. Uh, so my dad's old school Mexican, right? And he Mine grew too. up in Mexico. He was born in uh, San Luis Potosi and i think it's near northern mexico so when i first started stand-up he told me not to do it when i first started stand-up he was like just get a job save your money this this, and that get a house and then after that then you can start doing stand-up right but me being the fucking idiot i didn't listen to him and i was just like no nah, i'm just gonna do stand-up from right now and then i'll figure everything else out later so i did that lost my job uh he lost his house uh oh he sold his house sold his business and then he moved to mccallan and i stayed here and i became homeless and i was like well what the fuck do i do now so i had to relearn or, or restart my life here but i still kept doing stand-up and then once i once uh everything settled down things just started happening i started getting on more shows i started like doing better on stage i started like i got liberty station and then started quick fix and all that but that's only because i stayed in it and i didn't listen to my dad so
0: (laughs) yeah it's like my dad my dad is like a similar way only that uh maybe maybe he cared about me a little more (laughs) but uh he still doesn't know i'm doing this shit that's the problem yeah, which is funny. All he has to do is go on YouTube, find 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 my podcast, you know, like he knows he, he'll find out what I'm up to. But in the meantime, maybe he, he does he know just...
1: about it, and that's why he wants you to get a job. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> bro, I'm working. Bro. I got a job. I got a job, man. But like, I got it. Like when I had Enrique on here, he said like he called like his nine to five. His his side is like. It's like his side hustle. And like I kind of like that because it, he was in the mentality that stand up's is his real job and his side hustle is, you know, his 9 to 5.
1: Stand-up isn't my job. It's my life. It's just what I do. So, yeah. like, because if you think of it as a job, then eventually you're going to get tired of it. You're going to get bored of it. And it's going to make you angry. I just think of it as really <laughs> something that I do.
0: Makes me angry now. but. <laughs> But no, no. What really put me on edge is like um, my see. My dad has a tracker on my phone, and now like you know, I, I know what you're saying. Like I'm 20 years old. I just turned 20 years old. And like, why would I want my dad like tracking my move? But like, trust me, when you're driving like 80 miles an hour at like one in the morning, trying to get back to your to your place to to, to your to your own house, like you you kind of want that thing in case like you die on the side of the road or like you drive off a bridge. I'd have to drive like over three bridges. Like, I don't want my body to be lost just because, you know, I didn't want my dad. I, I wanted my dad to butt out. Like No, I, I get that. Like-, like,
1: I have a friend who uh, has her Snapchat on always, and her friends always know her location. And I was thinking to myself, "Is like, why are you doing that? That's really messed up. She's like, no, like, what if something happens to me and people people keep calling me and I don't answer? So that makes sense. I understand that.
0: Yeah, so I had that paranoia someone. You know the the mafia. I pissed off the mafia at one of my shows because I had to talk shit to them, and then I disappeared. The Not after Wait, what? Like let's say the mob. If like the mob went was at an open mic, and I talked shit to them because you know. Oh yeah, that's the what mob I
1: do. Is at an open mic in Houston. Cool. Yeah,
0: that's yeah. <laughs> that's real. <laughs> the last place they 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 be looking that you'd expect them. You know then. Uh, <laughs> They're, they're sh- shooting off shit. I don't know what the mafia does nowadays. I'm just guessing, like they're, they're, when they put barrels of, I don't know, uh, 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 uh nitrite or whatever, in, in, uh, right. uh, and, and hide it in the back of ba- of, of bars.
1: That's right. If Is anybody's listening to this podcast, we both do not know what you do, mafia. Wink, wink. Whoa! <laughs> 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 oh, what are you talking about, you? <laughs>
0: That's that's my thing, man. I talk a lot of shit. I get it. I like uh, shit can happen. I have an old truck that I have to fix. Like I have to constantly, constantly be working on. And like, if something happens to me, I kind of like to give my dad a sporting chance as to where I, I might be. Uh, like I, I, I saw unsolved mysteries, bro. Man, that shit is scary. How they could like just not know where, not not find you.
1: Like this guy, this guy just died recently, right? And people were posting his picture on Facebook and Instagram and stuff like that. And apparently the story is he pissed off some like people and they were following him in his car and he was texting his mom while he was driving. Like, Hey, these people are following me or whatever. And I thought of this fucked up joke. It's like, while he's texting her or while she's texting him, she texts us, what you doing? And he's like, I'm about to die. LOL.
0: (laughs) Was it too soon? No.
1: It is too soon, but fuck it. I just, I, my brain always goes to the joke for some reason. Like every time, even if it's like a messed up thing, I've always been like that as a kid. If it's something like really horrifying, I'm always like, where's the funny in this? Immediately.
0: No, you're at you're at Liberty Station, you see out the window, there's CSI on there, and then you <laughs> you start talking shit about, oh, yeah. hmm, I guess it was a great day to die today. Yeah. Well, and here comes, you're doing commentary, here comes the guy with the chalk line. Oh, mm. man. It's about to be a bloody Sunday. Yep.
1: Where's the guy that looks for the cum? <laughs> <laughs> the cum collector.
0: <laughs> We're gonna need a, see- a semen sample of it. But, oh, yeah. but, God, but, 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 sir, he wasn't raped. I don't care. I want that semen sample uh, in my office. In.
1: We're gonna need one from you too, just as uh, to measure which one. <laughs>
0: And by the way, everyone's getting urine tested uh, this afternoon. So oh, that's funny. Yeah, man. but yeah, man, my thing is mainly talking shit.
1: I mean, I talk. If I would trust me, I talk shit all the goddamn time. And I, I sometimes I'm surprised that I don't get my ass kicked that often because I say yeah. some stupid shit. Like at Liberty Station, after everybody said I was just talking shit about them,
0: wasn't wasn't there an incident? like a week two weeks ago like you uh, like you know like people at the bar like they're talking and then like you try to keep them down wasn't there like some some something that happened with you and the lady or something i can't i, can't, I didn't see the whole thing what do you mean i don't know some lady was like like snapping at you or, or whatever or oh something. there's a fucking
1: there's a lady over there i don't want to say bitch but yeah I don't Uh, know the whole bitch. She just doesn't like me. Like, I don't know. Her boyfriend is a regular there all the time. And every time she sees me, she has this, like, sour look. Just like, mmm. Because I don't know if she doesn't like me or comedy specifically, but, like, I just stopped talking to her. Because, like, she is a bitch.
0: That's tough.
1: Yeah, it's Uh. a tough thing. Specifically when I'm running my own room and there are people that have been there for a while before the comedy started. So... I can't really do anything about it because I don't want to cause a scene and then have the manager like say something.
0: One of the, uh, and one thing that bothered me, like, I think this was after you walked away, I didn't see the full incident. I just know like some ruckus happened. Like yeah, that she's, maybe she snapped at you or something, but like, yeah. After like you walked away, one of the comics and I'm not going to, I don't remember his name. I'm not going to say his name anyway. One of the comics who was supposed to go out was like, immediately started like doing like, ain't it, ain't it like, it like horrible when people like try to get into your personal space, uh, and because she's being plain old white lady, like agreeing with. It. Oh, yeah.
1: okay. So this is okay. I think I know what you. Okay, that's a different incident. Okay, so everybody was being really loud at the bar, and uh, the acoustics in Liberty Station suck in that room, like because uh, there's a the room for a comedy and then the room outside the bar. So there's no doors. You can hear everything that's going on in the bar. And because the acoustics are so bad, you can hear it inside the room. So sometimes when it gets too loud, I go outside and I ask people, hey, can you please uh, lower your voice? We have a comedy show going on. I would appreciate it. Thank you. So there was this couple uh, with two people, one white dude, the white chick. Right. And I go up behind the, the white girl and I tap her on the shoulder. I was like, hey, guys, can I – and the moment I tap, she's like, don't touch me! Don't touch me! Don't! Leave me alone! Don't touch me! And I was like, yo, what the heck is going on right now? I got scared. And so I was just like, okay, and I just walked away because – so what I'm assuming is something happened to her recently, and it put her on edge, and she doesn't like being touched. And, like, sometimes when – sometimes I do – that tap or something just like hey how's it going guys but like i i do understand why some people would feel a certain way when i do that
0: uh no dude I, I don't know i think she might have been autistic because i don't
1: know uh, i i think something happened to her personally where somebody like did something to her or touched her the wrong oh, way kind of like on edge about it because like when oh, i was buddy. looking at the dude when she was doing that i was looking at the dude and i was like good luck buddy and i just walked away <laughs>
0: No, cause I like, like I, I think I, I know some something about that. Like, like, like I'm mildly autistic. Like you know, every time we were taught, like, like uh, you were there this time. Like I, I think you remember this. We were talking with uh, it was you, me at the bar, and I think like Sherry, K okay, just like just, uh, just came out the, uh, came out the like the room, at Liberty Station, and like then she then we started talking like about some or, or whatever. She was telling some story about her and her friends the night out. I forgot how it was, but a part of the story, she felt like she needed to personify, and she started touching my head, and I was trying so hard not to scream because I don't like being tu- She was rubbing, she was rubbing the side of my face, and I was trying so hard to like uh, keep keep cool.
1: Now nah, you're trying, trying to to- not to get a boner because you're getting touched by a lady for the first time. I get you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> fuck you, man. Go fuck yourself. You mother. <laughs> <laughs> No, but that shit happens to me, bro. Like, I I don't like it, like, unless it's like some girl I want to touch me. Like, no, fuck. Like, she was like really, like, and it, it went on for a while. Like, she rubbed like, si- like six times my face. And like, I was trying to saw her not to, not to scream oh, so because you I counted was like, getting-
1: i too. Maybe you are autistic. <laughs> <laughs> if she touches me a seventh time, I'm going to go ballistic. <laughs>
0: I don't know what the fuck y'all think y'all running in here. I'll, <laughs> I'll turn this whole bitch around.
1: Yeah, just one more hair touch. Come on. Somebody give it to me.
0: <laughs> I'm putting their cases on all you bitches. That all right, that's it. Pop the trunk.
1: Oh, I'll have make uh, shoes and Pelican Bay.
0: <laughs> oh, shit. But like... But the, I think that's mainly because, you know, I'm, I'm probably autistic. I never got diagnosed for it. Like, fuck that. Like, I'm never, I'm, i never I'm never like
1: it. I, what I'm seeing nowadays is like everybody has a little bit of autism or is close to the spectrum because like, I have that shit too. like every I think everybody does specifically comics. I think most comics are autistic.
0: Yeah. The, yeah. And that uh, spectrum shit is real because like one time someone threw a plastic bottle at me uh, back when I was in high school and like the bottle cap part The bottle doesn't hurt if it like the plastic part lands, but like the bottle cap, like the corner of the bottle cap hit me like in a sort of way that it was loud and it hurt. Like it hurt badly. (laughs) Like like, you're like, you heard that click and it was loud as fuck. And like I was like, and I started freaking out because I don't know why I started feeling like I was about to die. I was like having an anxiety attack just because a bottle hit me like a hit popped me right in the head. And I was like, God damn. I started like almost crying. Like I was crying. Like I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I was crying. I was like, I oh, I'm trying to. I'm trying to be masculine. I'm trying to be a tough guy, but like I'm not. Like not nah, fuck. Like, I'm trying to hide it, but like no, nah, I was crying. For I'm real. sorry.
1: I don't mean to laugh, but that's pretty embarrassing.
0: <laughs> I'm trying to be a tough guy, saying I almost cried. Nah, no, I really cried, and like, and I was like hyperventilating. I was freaking out because like, like I was, I was like almost having an asthma attack. And like I felt like I felt like I was about to die. I, I know I wasn't gonna die, but like I was just like breathing. Like I wasn't scared for my. From, 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 I was just scared shitless for some reason.
1: Yeah, I mean <clears throat> that that's a funny story. That's a really funny story. You should tell that on yeah. stage. That's that's endearing. That's relatable. That's like that's that's funny.
0: Here's another uh, childhood story that 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 shows you how. Uh, how fun, how, like how I was set up to fail From the day I was born um, Oh shit Childish Gambino. <laughs> Um Basically we were it was, We were in class one day I can't remember, I think it was like Like when Like my first two years of high school Like early when I was in high school We were in Split up in groups And like we didn't know Each other's name yet So What it was Like the teacher put our names Our names on the board Our, our group names Like then we split up I was like, there was this girl on the, t- uh, on, on the, uh, there was this girl on the, uh, on, on my group. And now I was like, her say like, this year, I was like, all right. Like I called her and I was like, all right. So baby, I thought her name was baby. Uh, like, so I was calling her baby the entire class period. You know, I'm like, I thought, no, that's a weird name. But like, you know, I've heard baby before, you know, baby from dirty dancing. Like, I th- I thought that was like, you know, weird name to have in 20, uh, whatever, whatever year we wore, But like, you know, it was like, I called her baby. For the entire class period, like until like the teacher came up, like towards the end, after I probably called it like baby like twenty like ten times already, And, like she was like, like, uh, are y'all y'all two, uh, are y'all too a thing or what? Like, yeah. no. I was like, that's her. Like, why you keep calling her baby? Like, that's that's her name, right? Her name is Abby. I was like, what? Then I looked again, and I and this time I was paying real close attention. Her name was Abby. <laughs> My dyslexic has red baby, and I was calling no, and then she didn't fucking correct me the whole class period. I was calling, I was calling it straight to her face, baby, hey. and she thought must have thought I was like some some smooth dude trying to hit on. Her. I'm like no. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's so after like, that,
1: we started dating.
0: <laughs> oh no, she like she thought I was a weirdo for the rest no, of I the school year, but
1: I bet she did. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you should have done. I know this sounds kind of dumb, but you should have started calling everybody baby. <laughs> just to make it seem like, oh yeah, that's what I, th- I just say that to people.
0: Oh, that's my thing now. And then it would have been my thing. And, like, uh, and then like, yeah, I leave that's high up, school baby. and it's still my thing. <laughs> but I think that's why, that's why I'm so, that's why I'm so angry, man. I'm taking out my awkwardness and frustration from, from my called a
1: girl, mind. the wrong name one time in middle school. God, now I'm keeping that for the rest of my life.
0: <laughs> and now y'all are going to pay for it. Fuck y'all. Yeah, let that shit go, brother. <laughs> I'm going to take it out all, all, on all of y'all the time I felt socially awkward when See, I called I, the girl the wrong name. There is
1: a comic in the scene. I'm not going to name names, but he is, uh, he, I think he is autistic and he does like attack the crowd a lot. And that's not a good thing because most people, like, walk. Most people do not want to hear you talking shit to them when they're going to a comedy club.
0: Yeah. But I think I know who you're talking about. Uh, some old dude. I mean, the guy
1: some... is funny, but there are some times where he just gets so mad that he just starts attacking people. And that just makes people feel awkward and weird.
0: I think I know who you're talking about, but... um, yeah. But, yeah, but, like... I think it's that's, that's just in me, bro. I just don't know how to be in, at like any anything else naturally. Uh, and, well, I, as I'm starting out, probably I'll get better at at more. But like,
1: yeah, but know, don't take start. your problems out on other people. Don't project because that's not that's not good at all.
0: At least not in a way that doesn't work. Like, I if, if something's not funny, i was like, good point. I like if you you could talk shit to people. Yeah. Like I have this rule, like I don't talk shit to people behind their back. I say to their face because like then then it's like. I like to
1: roast I like to roast people and I've been told many times That the way I do it Is better than the way other people do it Because I do it in a nice way in a respectful manner Like I'll talk shit but you know we're just playing around right now Like this is just a joke Like most people when they're on stage Like I've seen some comics like Just berate an audience member And make them feel like shit And make them cry Like that's what I don't want to do
0: Like it gets to But like you know what I do is basically like after the show, if I talk shit to you, I like to dab you up. Hey, like, hey man, I appreciate you being out here. Like, th- thank you for doing that. You're, and if they take the joke aside, you're a good soldier, whatever. You know, like I, I, and like I know it's like all fun games, but like I try to keep it like to a point where it's uh, where it's you know, it's still like all friendly, all friendly, like like you know, friendly competition, basically.
1: Yeah, I get that.
0: All right, so uh, damn, an hour already went by. Uh, you can catch uh, <laughs> like it's a radio show, you can get you can catch Joe Escobar hosting the, the every uh, the uh, open Liberty mic Station. at Liberty Station yeah. every Sunday at, at the uh, at well, what time does the show start, eight 8 o'clock, yep, eight o'clock. So you got uh, y'all go check him out, man. A lot of funny comics gone. Um, oh, I'm having I mo- also
1: I also have a show uh, every fourth Thursday of the month that I co-host with my boy Enrique Chacon. It's called Quick Fix. It's at Rudyard's at 10 p.m. Uh, if you want my Instagram and my Twitter, it's that, at the Jocosity. That's T-H-E-J-O-E-C-O-S-I-T-Y.
0: Every fourth Thursday? What the fuck are you running, bro?
1: <laughs> Just- uh, it's in collaboration with The Riot, so they have multiple shows that they do every week. So it's just that Thursday we picked for some reason.
0: So the fourth, uh, wouldn't it just be the last Thursday of the month?
1: Basically, but last this month it went on a little bit too long. It's been five weeks instead of four weeks. So yeah, it, it gets weird sometimes.
0: All right, all right, we'll do, we'll do it your way. Um, right. Anything you want, Thank you for being on here, man. I appreciate you. Uh, where I am having Marlo Ray on for the next episode, so uh, it's about, about about to be some funny shit uh coming up. So y'all stay tuned. Anything you want to say before we wrap this up? Uh, just keep coming
1: out, keep doing it, and I hope you guys like this episode. <laughs>